intention interior trucking companies if you are relying on facility insurance you could be overpaying reduce your insurance cost by 10000 or more per truck and good news we accept drivers with only 1 years of experience to learn more just send us text by typing insurance to 3653640714 thank you thanks for joining us for another episode of the trucking risk and insurance podcast where we have your wonderful host, Chris Harris of Safety Dog, and myself, John Farquhar of Summit Risk Solutions. Today's guest, somebody special, really special. She looks like she freeze something with her stare, but don't be fooled by that because she comes from the Southern US. She's got a warm heart, warm hospitality. We're going to bring on here Marilyn Suber of 10 Street. Now, 10 Street is a tool that you want to have to make sure your drivers are in compliance and it'll also help you to recruit. Marilyn, how you doing? Hi, John. Thank you so much for that warm welcome. I'm so happy to be here. Good deal. See, it's great that we were able to get you up here into our Canadian studios, you know, where it, it is a little cold outside, but we did put an extra log on the fire here for you to be warmer. I appreciate that. That's why I wore my Santa hat. Good deal. Good deal. How you doing, Chris? And Marilyn's wearing her Santa hat. So I had to put a hat on as well, just to, so that she wouldn't outstyle us. <laughs> exactly. I've got my hat on. It's invisible. It's a halo. Well, that's I what happened. Yeah. Go ahead, Marilyn. I said, I see John's halo. Don't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it's a little bit uh, crooked. <laughs> Let's leave it at that. <laughs> now, Marilyn, we're going to be talking about 10 Street. And as I said, uh, pre-recording there, I'm a little upset with you because John's had a huge education in 10 Street and I know nothing about it. So you're going to have, I'm going to have to rely on you to give me an education on what is 10 Street and how does it help trucking companies? Well, I'm glad you asked, Chris. Um, 10 Street is a software solution that connects carriers and drivers by managing, helping carriers manage the entire life cycle of a driver's career. And it also helps the driver manage the entire life cycle of their career. And so what I mean by that is our solution starts with a digital application and really with your marketing, right? You can use that digital application, place it anywhere that you want your app your you're advertising for drivers, drivers fill out that app, and then it comes into a dashboard where you can then from that dashboard do everything you need to do to hire a driver all electronically. You can run all the reports and everything that you need um, through integrations that we have with companies like ISB Global. Um, those documents come back. So it starts to build a pre-hire driver qualification file, compliance file, right, that will follow, the, follow that driver through post-hire. We have a full-service LMS. We have a full-service, a post-hire safety solution complete with fuel management and surveys. And we have um, integrations with safety telematics companies and direct FMCSA um, on the U.S. side so that you can get all of that information on a driver in one place so that you can make sure you're making the right decisions, whether those be hiring decisions, coaching decisions, training decisions, termination decisions. You have the data points on your driver in one place and you create a process and visibility from a safety and compliance standpoint that 
um, that workflow that just kind of doesn't exist if you're going into five or six different systems to manage the compliance of a driver. Mm-hmm. You're missing stuff. You're going to make mistakes when you miss things. And so we're consolidating all of that into one dashboard to make it easier for fleets to hire drivers, retain drivers, and, you know, manage their post-hire performance. All right. So first of all, you used an acronym in there, whether you realize it or not, LMS. LMS. I assume that means learning management system. It does. Yes. So you said... 10th Street is integrated with a learning management system. Explain. So we have um we have our own learning system, and so we have our own um, training content that you can deploy that you can use to train drivers. Um, mm-hmm. We also have automation associated with that. So I know um, in Canada, drivers aren't subject to CSA, but when they're crossing the border, they are subject. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you also have telematics violations. You can actually automate some of that. We call it infraction to action. So mm-hmm. if a driver the violation and infraction, once it hits the dashboard, meaning your carrier dashboard, it will automatically assign a corresponding training. So if a driver gets a speeding violation, mm-hmm. when that comes in, automatically a speeding training will be assigned to the driver. And mm-hmm. so then we talk about workflow and automation. That's happening automatically because of the interdependence of the solution. Now, see, you've hit so many buttons there. I don't know mm-hmm. about John's mind, but this week I was doing a, uh, a client review for one of the uh, captives. And okay. the safety person I was with, he said, do you know any good software where I can uh, automate and digitalize my driver file? Mm-hmm. And at that time I said, no. Well, so this go back to him. What's that? Uh-huh. Go back to him. Tell him 10th Street. Well, that's what I mean. So it sounds like that's exactly what 10th Street is. Oh. Yes. It's exactly what it is. I mean, really, in today's age, you have to have access to information where you are, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of long are the days that somebody is going to wait for you to go into the terminal and dig through a filing cabinet, right, to get the information you need, especially if you have an accident. When you mm-hmm. have an accident, the way, you know, the timeliness in which you respond makes all the difference. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to know that, right? How quick do you get in front of that and start, you know, doing, um, you know, getting in front of the claim and, you know, mm-hmm. getting, downloading the data and saying, hey, were we right or were we wrong? Because either way, we want to get out there and respond appropriately right. as quick right. as we can. And if you don't, have access to information if it's in a locked box somewhere and you have to log into five different places to get all the information around the driver who had the accident, that's going to delay. And I don't know about you guys, but in my experience, bad accidents don't happen at two o'clock in the afternoon on a Tuesday. No, 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 not usually. (laughs) No, but until, you know, you're at home or it's the middle of the night Mm. or, you know, or something Mm. like that. And that's, the world that we live in. You have to have access to information. It's changing in real time and you have to adapt to that. And so a digital um, compliance file is a, is really, it's it's the standard now. You know, it's the industry standard now. It's what right. you need to be moving toward to make sure all your files are compliant. I mean, think about, you know, the log mandate, the ELD mandate, right? That's, that's mm-hmm. it's going back to the beginning of the year, right? In Canada. Yep. I mean, if, you know, as regulations, they're pushing things that way as well to say, hey, mm-hmm. they want electronically, uh, yep. you know, 
on the U.S. on our side of the border, there's a lot of states you have to fill out information electronically. Want to get right. your or third party first? You can't even submit it. It has to come electronically. And right. so I know right. different. Mm-hmm. In- I think that things are continuing to trend that way. So uh, get ahead of it, especially so you don't miss anything. Yeah. But, well, ease and convenience. Yes, absolutely. And I'll tell you a, a quick little story from my trucking days when I was a safety manager. Um, in the southern states, we had 800 trucks. So we weren't a small fleet, but in the southern states, we were doing a run that we normally wouldn't be in. And right damned if we don't have a little crash. And it was a small crash, but that state trooper called me up on the phone and you can tell by their voice and attitude, you know, he's dealing with a foreign company and he has no idea. Anyways, I said, look, he was asking me about the driver qualifications. I said, Mm -hmm. would it help Mm -hmm. you? I said, you could subpoena the driver file, right? He said, yes. I said, well, how about I just fax it to you? Because that's how long ago it was. It was a fax. I said, how about I fax you the driver file? And uh, he said, would you do that? I said, of course. So I immediately did. And I followed up with a phone call about 20 minutes later. I said, did you get my fax? Yeah. Jeez, you guys know what the hell you're doing, don't you? <laughs> like all of a sudden, and I'm sure that act got my driver out of a ticket. Now, we ended up not getting ticketed, but just the fact that I could show that we had good quality driver uh, qualification files mm-hmm. changed that officer's attitude 100%. Yeah. Because all he knew was this Canadian trucking company mm-hmm. just had a crash in his state. Yep, absolutely. It gives your company credibility. And it, I mean, it mm-hmm. makes, you know, and it, um, it makes me sleep better at night, right? Knowing that, right. you know, have access to this type of solution that it makes our whole industry better. Because anytime an accident like that happens anywhere, whether it's in the U.S. or Canada, and a fleet can do something like that or show mm-hmm. what we did, that improves the image of our entire industry. Because then, mm-hmm. you know, troopers and, you know, people like insurance folks, they're starting to say, oh, these, these folks do know what they're doing, right? Mm-hmm. They're able to, in one click almost, submit a file or, you know, get it over in front of people and it gives, it protects you. It gives you credibility and improves, you know, the overall image for all of us. Yeah. And one of the other things you mentioned there that you kind of just slid by is you're in partnership. Was that the word with ISB, our friends over at making eligibility easy? Yes, we are. So um, when we decided to move um, to start doing business in Canada and wanting to get involved with you wonderful folks, we really wanted to make sure we could offer something that was different, right? We didn't want to come up and just be um, another company or another sales person calling on the area, right? They have enough to deal with. And we really pride ourselves on being able to offer a full service digital solution that allows carriers to be able to do everything electronically. And so our partnership with ISV allows us to do that because of technology through the me platform, which allows to um, sign a picture of their driver's license electronically and get for those digital abstracts in Canada. So without that integration, we can, it wasn't a lot of our stuff is, is, is great and it's awesome. Right. But we felt like that was a really key piece to be able to hire a driver 
more efficiently and effectively than you can do any other place. And then the rest is after that, you know, our right? That's all the same for the most part. Do all of those things electronically. You can manage the file electronically. You can assign the training electronically, the telematics and all of that. Um, so that was a really important piece for us um, in our competitive differentiator in the Canadian market. I really wanted to ask if, if I'm using 10th Street, am I getting like reference checks done by you and I'm getting the driver abstracts and criminal record searches supplied by you? So we don't do the employment verifications. What we do is we will, uh, we provide the vehicle for you to order those employment verifications. Mm -hmm. Now we can do them on your behalf. Um, if you wanted us to, that's a different, that's a um, kind of separate from all of our other services. That would just be like an add-on service. If you wanted us to handle that for you, we could handle it for you. And then um, the abstracts, again, we're partnering with IFB. And so you would run the process through our system, right? But you would actually, they would come from, IFB would be the person who fulfilled those. Well, it's cool because they're a pain in the butt to get, especially yeah. if the driver is coming from other jurisdictions other than Ontario. You know, mm -hmm. the home, it doesn't matter. The home province may not know how to get abstracts. If it's an Alberta company, may not know how to get them from Ontario, no. for example. Right. Right. ISB mm -hmm. just does it all. Yeah. Yep. That's right. And you run all of that. If you're using 10 Street, you run it all through one platform. You know, right. And so it also creates, it streamlines your process, but it also streamlines the process for the driver, right? So that right. the driver then, while they're trying to gain employment, it makes it easier for them. And in an environment mm. where it's so tough to hire drivers, right, you really do have to make it easy to do business with you mm. for the driver. And this is, this is a big part of that. So. I mean, I think it's amazing you guys can get drivers to hand walk in documents. I mean, if we had to do that in the U.S., we would never hire anybody. I mean, I can't even imagine. No. So the fact that you guys can get drivers to do that, kudos to you. Well, and that does work, but it's a lot better if you hold them shortly after hire so that you verify mm -hmm. what the driver walked in with is what the truth is. Yeah. So yeah. That's one thing. Now. The other process that I wanted to get you to describe a little bit more was the integration that you have with the SMS system and the LMS. So safety management system, uh, if you've got a DOT number, and then mm -hmm. you said if an event happens, like a speeding ticket, then the driver mm -hmm. automatically gets notified that they've got to complete some training. Mm-hmm. So we have, so the LMS is our own LMS. So that's our own, our own um, proprietary technology. And it's, it's native in our system and it's our content that we developed. And so um, our integration is with um, FMCSA. So the CSA portal, right, for some compliance, safety and accountability. And so whenever a DOT violation is issued, right, whether that's a speeding ticket or if it's off of an inspection or anything that comes through that CSA portal, right, that's happening by a DOT officer, that will ping each day we get that information, right? And when we get it, it that's where the automation happens. So if a ticket hits or, you know, some type of um, infraction hits for, let's say, for John Farquhar, then it's like, oh, well, John, then he needs this, this training. 
And so mm-hmm. that's how the automation works. It's we have it mapped, right? We have a list of all of the violations and what their codes are. And then if a driver gets this violation, this is the training class that they need. And we continue to update it, right? As we develop more training content, sometimes we might have something that's a better fit than we did before, you know, or as regs change and as violations are added, you know, we see new ones, you know, that we haven't seen before at least. And so then we go in and fill, fill that in. And so that's how that works. And then on the safety side with our telematics integrations, we're integrated with companies um, like Samsara, Geotab, Lytic, Motive. We were talking about Motive a little bit earlier. <laughs> and so with through our integration with those telematics companies, fleets are able to um, be, receive those hard breaking events, those log violations, those coordinates, the um I always say drive cam drive cam footage. I know that it's mm-hmm. bigger than drive cam footage now, but I'll mm-hmm. I'll forever probably say that. They can view <laughs> those videos in their dashboard, right? And then in right. one click, they can assign training. They can send an a an acknowledgement to the driver to acknowledge mm-hmm. what's what they what's happened. They can initiate a video call, right? If they needed to do a coaching right there with the driver. Mm-hmm. Or they could say, hey. John, you were doing exactly the right thing because a lot of times the driver is doing the right Right. thing. It just triggers an event. And so it allows them to do all of that in one place. And further, what it really does is it documents that process along the way for the carrier, which is a game changer when we think about compliance and Mm -hmm. if if you were to be involved in any type of lawsuit or accident. Nuclear verdict. That's exactly right. You know, we're changing the story that we're telling. And this is how you're doing that. Whenever the more fleets that um, encounter, you know, or the more that plaintiff's attorneys encounter fleets with doing what you were talking about earlier, right, with these compliant, you know, driver qualification files in this really tight process around how they manage driver events. And obviously we're training drivers and we're doing all of these things the less and less ammunition these attorneys have in nuclear mm-hmm. verdict cases. Mm-hmm. I want to I jump in on something here because you, you triggered something for me and I want to dig a little deeper. Okay. Um, with the integration to the SMS system, so mm-hmm. CSA scores and all that, is, is that related? So, so when that information comes through from FMCSA, is it information that is related to the motor carrier's DOT number or is it related to the driver's name? So it is related to the driver's DOT number and their name, right? And their so name. They, okay. it, so, is, so whenever the driver is pulled over for an inspection yeah. or speeding or whatever, um, that driver is linked in SMS, right, to that DOT number. So anything right. that happens while they're working for that fleet, they will get notified of. Okay, so hold that thought. Okay. What if that driver happens to be working for another carrier? Let's say moonlighting on the yes. weekend and make some work for another carrier has an issue, violation of some sort, speedy or whatever. Mm-hmm. Would that still come through, even though that is associated with a different US DOT number, could that possibly come through the system through 10th Street and flag me to go, hey, and then you can go, Hang on, that driver wasn't even on duty for us at the time. 
Absolutely. So if you are, you are able to see that, because that does happen, sometimes drivers, yep. you know, or they just change companies, right? And for some reason, right. it just hasn't got migrated over. And so yes, you'll get a report. That's right. That's right. Exactly. Yep. So you'll get a report. And so you'll be able to, yes, to see that. And then there's a process, right, where you could That's say, right. oh, this isn't my driver and, and go right. through and get that okay. removed from your so, scoring. Right. Okay. So because one of the things that I'm thinking of here is I'm, I'm always the devil's advocate. I'm looking for the bad guy. My, my investigative process is always looking for the bad guy. So if I got a driver who's working for me and all of a sudden he's got the weekend off or he's on vacation this week, and now all of a sudden I've got a system that if he gets involved with an incident or a violation or something like that, and I can be pinged on that, that's huge because now all of a sudden he could be violating the hours of service rule on my side of the table. Because he's moonlighting for somebody else, and he's not like those other people that know he's working for somebody. So he's in violation regardless. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yep. Or the fact that he got involved in a crash or he's had a violation of some sort. I'm going, hang on. I now want to ask, how often does this happen? You know, how often are you moonlighting for these people? You're supposed to be home doing your reset, and here you are trudging up and down the highway. So, yeah, right. so that's key because that you can't even get off the public website. Right. Right. The public, yeah. all you're going to yeah. get is what's associated to your USDOT number. Yeah. Here we got right. an opportunity to catch those bad characters. Um, mm-hmm. That could be probably, and, and they're, they're very far and few between those bad characters. They are. They are. They're the ones. They're the ones that can put you into a nuclear verdict situation. Yeah. And these are things that close down trucking companies, right? Yes. That nuclear verdicts. Bad accidents where people, yep. where clients, you know, carriers are non-compliant. That is the, I mean, there's not very many things, you know, that can, mm-hmm. you know, in one swoop shut down a, com- a trucking company, but right. th- that's definitely one of them. And it, yep. it, it only takes one bad character mm-hmm. uh, to put your company mm-hmm. at risk. Yeah. Yeah. So now, cool. Before I ask my next question, have we talked about enough about the safety and the management part of 10th Street, because I got a question. Um, I think so. I think that the only other thing that I would say about our safety management system is that is that it, it is allowing you to really see the pre-hire and post-hire safety picture of your driver. And, you know, because of things you just like what you just said, incidents don't happen in a bubble, right? None of mm-hmm. them do. And so you have to take that into consideration and you can't neglect what the driver came to you with because that matters. And so I think being able to see that through line visibility is is something that doesn't exist anywhere else. It just doesn't, right? And because of the nature of our platform and it changes the way you can interact with your drivers in every in every instance. And also, I think thinking about how safety and retention are tied together, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. To be able mm-hmm. to in, engage drivers in a positive mm-hmm. way after an incident, after a safety incident, so that, you know, we know when a driver has an incident like that, they are more likely to leave, whether that's because they're afraid of getting fired. So they mm-hmm. go look for another job or because they think they've done something so egregious that they're going to get, you know, that they're going to get fired or they're scared. They don't want to do anything else. So they quit. 
Um, mm-hmm. You know, this allows you to have visibility when those things are happening. And again, in that same platform with that same click, say, hey, John, I just wanted to head to base with you. I know you had this, you know, mm-hmm. but how's everything else going? Right. Mm-hmm. Warm and fuzzy mm-hmm. is what we used yeah. to call it. Yeah. Right. Warm sure. and fuzzy yeah. that driver and get your arms around them um, to improve retention. So I think yes. tying safe, not only pre-hire and post-hire, but safety incidents mm-hmm. and retention together. Um, when you start to really watch some of that, you can see those correlations and our system will help you uh, get in front well, of that stuff. There, there's some big dollars associated with uh, driver turnover. And a lot of companies can't seem to realize that because, well, they don't track their turnover very well. They just know they're hiring right. drivers. You know, yeah. they don't really look at what are those soft costs and uh, anywhere between five to $10,000 and more closer yep. to the $10,000 mark to hire a driver and you know 50 of those a year wow that gets pretty darn expensive yeah. quick john and if I, they leave really early they don't even ever pay for themselves right no, you know no. so you have to um figure out how to keep them at, at no. least for a period of time and yep. john i disagree with you i think ten thousand is not nearly enough oh really uh, yeah. i think they putting numbers up i think it's Thirteen to fifteen thousand. Anyway, wow. Okay. Cool. Good. My, good no. And, good and Chris, I would tend to agree with you. I mean, with the soft costs. I mean, even just thinking about some of the things for training drivers around mm. travel, orientation mm-hmm. costs, all of those things. Those costs have gone up so much in the last couple mm-hmm. of years. Oh, yeah. I mean, I know yeah. when I was out of fleet, it was ten thousand dollars, and that was almost four years ago. Yeah. And so, with inflation, you're probably right. It's that thirteen. Well, okay. Fuel. Fuel costs, uh, supply yeah, and demand costs, parts, yeah. fuel uh, equipment costs and whatnot. Because, you know, we all have to road test a driver. So there's fuel mm-hmm. involved. There's the cost of that equipment and, you know, the wear and tear on that equipment just doing that, that road evaluation. Well, one of the things that many carriers never uh, take into account is the cost of the salary of the recruiter. But yep. how about the footprint? Yep. You know, that yes. recruiter's got a computer, a telephone. They, mm-hmm. uh, rent for their office. Like if you allocate all that kind of stuff in the printer and the, in the pieces of paper and oh, sure. Anyways, the the question I wanted to ask Marilyn was in the beginning, she implied or alluded to that there is an advantage to the driver for um, being in the 10th street system. Mm -hmm. Did I hear that right? And do you want to expand on that? I do. So our driver pulse network, we have over 1.5 million drivers in that network. Most of them U.S. drivers, right? To be fair, but we are, you know, um, starting to build. Yeah, we're growing that Canadian network as we speak. It's growing every day, right? And so we're excited about that. But the power of that network is really important. But how it helps the driver is um, it it's an online career management app, right? They can store all of their documents there. So those CVORs and those abstracts and the that med card and those physicals, those training certificates, all of those mm-hmm. documents that they get that they have to present, whether it's annually to the same carrier, right? Or if it's when they change to another carrier, it allows them to store and build their profile, if they will, if you will, so that they can then take that with them. Mm-hmm. 
and it's mobile, right? If they want to apply for another job, they have that and they can do that, right? Mm -hmm. It makes it easier for them to keep track of all of those things. Also, it helps them in their recruiting process, meaning they can follow the recruiting process all the way through. So if a carrier is hiring them, if they're applying through driver pulse, then they can see, oh, this is what's happening. It's a communication. They can submit all those documents electronically. So then the driver doesn't have to go stop and fax anything either, right? Mm -hmm. And then when something mm -hmm. um, gets updated, it's the same thing. They take a picture of it. Now, what we do for fleets is we have a post-hire mode for fleets so that when they hire a driver, it changes them into a post-hire mode. So then when they go to driver pulls, they're seeing that fleet's information, right? So they're not at risk of going, you know, mm. to get bombarded by other companies to apply yeah. for a job, right? It's that protects them. And then the fleet can then communicate with them to say, hey, you know, policies change. There's all kinds of things that fleets need to communicate out to drivers, right? And so um, that they need to document that it's happened. And this allows them to do that in real time um, and kind of set that call to action for the driver in the recruiting process so that they know where to go to get that information, to sign those documents, to do all that throughout their entire career at that company. I think that's cool. Yeah. You know, because yeah. that makes for me, if I was a driver applying for a job, if I was already in the 10th street system, that should speed up mm -hmm. the, the, mm -hmm. the whole process. It does. It, it definitely does. Um, especially because, I mean, I was a recruiter and, you know, taking those applications over the phone takes about an hour. I mean, that's a long time. I mean, especially, you know, most drivers don't just apply to one place. They usually yeah. apply to a couple of different places. And so that could be three, four, five, six hours, right? Yeah. And um, to fill out applications. And so with this, it makes it much easier and much more efficient. And they don't have to remember, oh, five years ago, what violation did I have? You know, those types of things. They could fill that out information once and then they mm -hmm. update it as they go. I think that's huge. A uh, big yeah. benefit to drivers, because let's be honest, uh, if you do apply to, let's say, two or three companies, um, mm -hmm. they're the ones that you chose to apply to. Well, usually the first one that says, you're hired, when can you start, is the one that's mm -hmm. going to get the driver. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so if they can speed up their whole process to get that driver on board, they're more likely to be the one to win the lottery because it's hard to mm -hmm. hire drivers. That's mm -hmm. right. And that's exactly right. And that's what carriers realize when they implement our system. They can hire drivers faster because it's much easier for drivers to apply. It mm -hmm. just is. I mean, I don't know about you, but I am not going to spend an hour filling out your online application. I'm just mm -hmm. not going to. Yeah. If it takes mm -hmm. me that long to apply for your company, I'm going on to the next one. And I may not have that luxury, right, with my, you know, liberal arts degree, but, you know, drivers do have that luxury, right? They can go on to the next, to the next yeah. company. They don't have to spend all of that time applying for your job. So once I filled out the application on 10th Street, then if I decide to switch jobs, all I have to do is update the application, say, this was my last employer, and then I'm... Ye you can update your profile, but you still have to apply to the carrier specifically. So we take data privacy and data security very seriously. Right. And so your information is only yours. It doesn't get pushed to any carrier until you say, yep, I'm interested 
in Seaport. Yep, I'm interested mm-hmm. in Challenger. So you would have to apply separately to each carrier, right? But you would your application would be there. Uh, you know, ninety percent of it would already be complete. All you would have to mm-hmm. do is then answer Challenger specific questions or Seaport mm-hmm. specific questions right. because right. every carrier asks the same questions, but then they all have their own specific right. questions that they right. have. Right. I like having my application form 90% done. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. I'm human. And I think we are all basically the same in that if there's a shortcut, a legal, Mm -hmm. ethical Mm -hmm. shortcut, we'll take Mm -hmm. it. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, who wants to do it twice or six Mm -hmm. times? No one. Yeah. Yeah. And we all try to remove redundancies in our life, right? I don't want to sit and type the same thing over and over and over again. You know, and and we have technology that, again, we that technology is available. It's readily available, right? And so f- it's about fleets adopting it and putting these digital processes in place. And that, that's where the market is. And that's really what drivers, I think, expect in today's market. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Cool. Marilyn, last word. What, have we covered everything that you wanted to get out to the... Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. I'm just, I'm really excited. Thank you guys for having me on. We love Canada and I've really enjoyed uh, my travels back and forth and I feel like an honorary Canadian. And so (laughs) we're we're really excited to, you know, to see what the future holds and continue to to do business in Canada and learn more and be able to meet the needs of the the trucking industry, specifically uh, north of our border. Wow. Cool. As you see, you've got a, hopefully you've got your Tim Hortons mug. Not yet, but I do love Tim Hortons. I go when, as soon as I landed Pearson, right? That's, I get, that's my first stop is Tim Hortons. (laughs) Well, and it's not just Pearson. I mean, you've been out the East Coast already Mm -hmm. uh, from 10th Street because you were out with our friend Kelly Henderson. At one yes. of her events. And yes, they do a great job. If you're not, if you have never been to one of Kelly Henderson's events, then mm-hmm. you definitely uh, need to get out there because they do an amazing job with yes, putting on do. an event. So yeah, cool. Well, and John, it's time. Let's take our hats off to our guest. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, there's that halo. <laughs> we'll take our hats off to our guest. <laughs> From 10th Street. Well, it is. It, you were the one that came on with the hat, so I thought I'd join yeah. you with the hat. There you go. There you go. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you guys so much for having me on this Friday afternoon. And if I don't talk to you again before the holidays, have a happy holiday season. Uh, Merry Christmas. Thank Merry you very much. Merry Christmas to you. I have to thank Marilyn Serber of 10th Street for coming on the show this week. I didn't know anything about 10th Street. And now I got to say, this is the way to be uh, bringing drivers on board. So thanks very much, Marilyn. And Merry Christmas to you all. This will be the last show, the last time Trucking Risk and Insurance Podcast is on this year. And we will be back uh, in the first week of January of 23. So to all of you, all the best of the holidays and Happy New Year. Thanks for tuning in. That's it for this week, the Trucking Risk and Insurance Podcast.